Hey guys, welcome back to the NFL Heads Podcast. My name is Sid Kalyani. I'm here with Josh Ibn, and today we're going to be previewing all of the Week 7 games, starting with Thursday Night Football, the Denver Broncos at Cleveland, and my sources tell me that Baker Mayfield will not be starting this game, and instead, it's Case Keenum. Yay! Truly amazing that in a game where Case Keenum, Kareem Hunt, and Nick Chubb are all injured, the Browns are still the heavy favorites in this game. Yeah, that that's saying something. Come on, Broncos, you started 3-0. and What's going on here? Then again, the Broncos did face Jaguars, the Jets, and the Giants. Truth. And then the last three games, they face the Ravens, the Raiders, and the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers, uh, not exactly. Uh, yeah, but like the Raiders and the Ravens. Those are well, they didn't even keep it close against the Ravens, and the Raiders lost John Gruden, I think, the week before. There's no yeah. excuses for the Broncos. That, they true. just suck. Yeah. I mean, well, Cleveland, they lost their three, their top three offensive weapons, especially with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, because their running game was the key part of their offense. That's you know? such a massive loss. Yeah. I do think that this will be a, not even a close game, and it's important to mention that Case Keenum is back with Kevin Stefanski. They had that big year in 2018, and I think Stefanski was the OC then for the Vikings. Yes. So I I think he's going to work really well in this system, actually, and I think this is going to be a good game for him. And also, the Browns, I don't think they're going to give up 40-plus points this game. No, definitely not. Yeah, this this Broncos offense is not that high power, unlike the two previous uh, Browns opponents. So I have the Browns in this game. Browns, yeah. So. Yeah, pretty good part, Jen. And this is, this is the bowl of teams that you like. Yes. Who are you going to be rooting for in this matchup? I mean, I want to go Browns just because overall they're a better team. But then there's a portion of me that wants the Broncos to win because I don't want to go 5-12 and 12 again. So you'd say you're more of a Broncos fan than a Browns fan? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. But I'm going Browns on this one. All right. All right. All right, Sunday night, Sunday games. We're starting off with Washington against Green Bay. Green Bay is five and one. Washington is two and four. Uh, I think Green Bay should win this one pretty easily. <laughs> I don't see. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. That offense is pretty good. Washington's defense overrated. I may well, say. Well, not anymore. Everyone hates him now. Now I actually think they're a tiny bit underrated. Really? Well, at least at least Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne are having a good year, if nothing else. Yeah, and but, Chase Young is okay. Yeah, but, you know, the defense, after coming off last season... Overall, were, yes, disappointing. Yeah, disappointing. Uh, Taylor Heineke, you know, I mean... He, Sid's looking at me like, don't you say it. <laughs> yeah, because every time the wa- Washington play, you're always talking about how Taylor Heineke is going to play bad and fall off the cliff, and then, you know, he somehow ends up not doing that. You know what? They have two wins. Maybe calm down a little bit. Yeah, there's that. They have four. They're two and four. Maybe Taylor Heineke isn't a little glory boy. Maybe. But, you know, even with his superhuman efforts, I don't think they Super- get past the... Please. <laughs> uh, some, my opinion, sometimes he does have superhuman efforts, right? Just some games, some games. Look, Washington fans, he doesn't bother me as much as Kirk Cousins, but he's up there. Oh, yeah. Um, Green Bay wins 
Yeah, I could see that. That seems like a Except, no, I want to change that score. 27-23. Because each of their games has been within one score, except for the Bears game, where the officials ruined everything that happened. Did I complain about that last time? Yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah, the officials suck. That's the main takeaway here. Yeah, they, they do suck. All right. That's all I have to say. Yeah, Packers all right. Win. Let's go on to the next game. Chiefs and Titans. This one was very difficult, right? Because the key, one of the key things I see about this game is the defenses of both these teams. Overall, they've been kind of bad, mm-hmm. right? The offenses are the reason that the Chiefs are 3-3 three and three and the Titans are 4-2. and two. But in this game, I'm going to go with Derrick Henry and the Titans. You're picking the Titans over the Chiefs? Yes, I am picking the Titans over the Chiefs. Huh. Okay. I mean, I think the defense could possibly be around the same. In my opinion, both defenses seem to be around the same. One of the key problems I see with the Chiefs is their turnovers. I think I told you last week they were somewhere near second behind the Jaguars in turnover differentials. Mm -hmm. Previous seasons, they've never had this many turnovers. They've always been a safe team. Now, this year, they're just turning the ball over left and right. Patty Mahomes is not being safe with the ball. He's throwing random no-look passes that are getting picked off. Hmm. And Derrick Henry, uh, he's a cheat code. So what does he have to do to get the MVP? Derrick Henry? Yeah. He has to switch his position to quarterback. He could run for 2,500 yards, and they'd be like, Oh, Aaron Rodgers. He passed for 4,000 yards, and he was pretty good, and the Packers lost in the NFC Championship. Aaron Rodgers, give me a break. Give him the MVP. Yeah, this MVP, that's a very, very quarterback-favored award. They need to change that ASAP. Mm-hmm. All positions deserve love, right? It's not just the quarterback. I understand the quarterback snaps the ball, right? But honestly, well, Derek... Well, yeah, so the center snaps the ball, the quarterback hikes the ball. But honestly, you could put Derrick Henry under center, and he'd be doing the exact same thing. Like, you don't need Derrick Henry, or you don't need Ryan Tannehill. You can put an extra tight end for him. And so, so you're just saying run the ball with Derrick Henry every single play. Isn't that what they've been doing? Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I actually, I disagree. Not with the MVP thing. I agree with that. But I disagree with uh, your pick. If there's anything that's really dangerous, it's a Chiefs team that's about to fall out of contention. I am starting to get riled up about this Chiefs team coming back and kicking the Titans around. Also, with your turnover point, I think that the Titans lost three cornerbacks on their Monday night game. So they're down a lot of talent. They're starting Breon Borders as one of their cornerbacks. Woof. Um... So, the I mean, Patrick Mahomes, if he has a bunch of turnovers on this game, then maybe it's time to start ringing the panic bell on this $500 million contract. Yeah. So, I mean, or, well, obviously there's way too much tape to say that we should be doing that, but yeah. just, just kind of keeping an eye on it. And I think the Titans, outside of Derrick Henry, really, they have A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill, and... Julio Jones, Jones, and that's sort of it. They lost their best offensive lineman in Taylor Luan. Yes. Um, I mean, it'll probably be close. Derrick Henry will probably rush for like 150 yards and three touchdowns. But uh, the Chiefs are just so, so dangerous. I'm picking the Chiefs. I mean, for me, 
I'm thinking of like high powered offense, like the Chiefs Ravens Sunday night game. That's the type of game I'm thinking for. Well, yeah, yeah. It's just whichever defense decides to know play defense properly. Well, and let's remember the Titans lost to the freaking Jets. They did. Like they, it's not like their offense is some mad powerhouse. Derrick Henry's the freight train. the The rest of the offense is kind of mid tier. Yeah, but it's also very hard to stop Derrick Henry. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I I just think I, I'm too high on the Chiefs right yeah. now. I can't I can't pick All the right. Titans. Well let's go into our next game. We have Atlanta against Miami. Woof. Great. Two and three Atlanta versus one and five Miami. I honestly didn't know who to pick for at first. These, really? I mean, kind of at first. And then I looked more deep into it. And then I'm deciding to go with the Falcons. All right. Tua is back. But as you said in the previous podcast, quarterbacks who come off injuries usually take some time to, know, to you know, get back to where mm-hmm. they were. Unlike Dak Prescott, but, you know, he had training camp. Yeah. And he's also, he was, he was ridiculous last year. Tua yeah. was not. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I could see Tua as the franchise quarterback of Miami. Mm-hmm. But he's not there yet. Nowhere near. Yeah. And Atlanta, they they have been bad this season, but they have shown sparks of previous times. The offense, especially, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with them. I think Tua needs to take this game, one more game, in order to get back into the groove. Because, I mean, he didn't look that bad last game, but, you know, the injury was still there. Mm-hmm. The side effects. So, yeah, I'm going Atlanta on this one. Well, and they lost to the Jaguars, too. They did lose. They lost to a team that didn't have a single win. All right, Sid, are you ready? Yes. Because the Falcons are a team you're going to be seeing in the wild card round. Really? Yes. Nice. I am so excited about what the Falcons have shown over the last two games. They've started to pull their offense together after a dreadful start. Think about how incredible it is that Matt Ryan is lifting up this offense with Russell freaking Gage. This offensive line was supposed to be terrible. This defense was supposed to be and still kind of is really horrible. But, and this is nothing like the 20, 2017 Falcons offense. Oh, Let's yeah. not go yeah, yeah, there yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Not even close. But man, is it stingy and keeping them in games. They even were close with the Buccaneers in spots. Falcons will win this game for sure. They'll probably be second in the NFC South, and I want to see them in the playoffs. They're back, Sid! I haven't seen you this excited about the Falcons in a while. Well, as as listeners know, I'm a recovering Falcons fan is how I like to put it. Yep. And I'm definitely a little biased. As much as I try to claim I'm not a Falcons fan, I can still get excited about this team a little irrationally. But they're going to reach 500 here. I'm very confident on it, and I'm looking forward to seeing them as a 9-8 and eight team in the wildcard round. If you told that to me in the first couple of games, I would have thought that you had you had a problem. Like there was something wrong with you. <laughs> now, I could see that. I could definitely see that as a part of the Falcons. And then they'll lose their next, like, 14 games. Maybe. <laughs> All right, moving on. We have the New York Jets against the New England Patriots. <laughs> You really think it's going to be that type of game? Yeah. I I mean, 
it should be easy to pick the Patriots, but let's not let's not forget they almost lost to Davis Mills. They also almost won against the Cowboys. They also almost did that. The the horrible officiating in that game literally turned the tide. Oh yeah, definitely. Because that was a blatant no call on Anthony Brown, and that's like my mom literally picked it out before the officials never did. So yeah, get with it. Get get with the program officials. A, that was a, three really bad games that they had. That's a rough officiating time yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah, making me really angry but, actually. To everyone's surprise, I'm going to be picking the Jets in this one. So you're blatantly giving yourself a loss for this week. I mean, I, I've picked upsets before. They've been right. And I trust Zach Wilson and this Jets offense. I know they were 1-4. <laughs> Sell it, baby. Sell it. <laughs> but, I mean, the, their win was against the Titans. And, you know, the Titans offense... Seems to be it is a good offense. I'll give them that. Their defense stinks. But 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 you know, Zach Wilson has talent. Mac Jones also has talent, right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm seeing is Mac Jones. Most of the time, he's been more of a game manager, in my opinion. Right. It's it's been the running game that's helped him a lot, and then the defense. Zach Wilson, on the other hand. Is chucking up stuff. Sometimes it goes as a pick, and he has four pick games. Other times he gets touchdowns on them. Mm. That's what I like about Zach Wilson. And that's also why I'm picking the Jets. Look, everybody here knows that I might be the biggest Zach Wilson fan on planet Earth, but I can't pick the Jets in good conscience. Their offensive line is still horrendous. Their receiver talent is abysmal. Their defense is one of the five worst in the league. Let's let's not forget, in that Titans game, every single thing that could have gone right for the Jets went right except for the running game, which, by the way, has been horrible for the first few weeks of the season. Yeah. And everything... I mean, the Patriots are doing an amazing job of coaching up a team that has almost next to no talent. Their two leading... Their, their top receivers are Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar, a receiver famous for dropping the football. So... I think that the Patriots are going to win simply because of coaching and because there's a massive talent deficit. Um, I could see Zach Wilson having a good game, but with my bias, I could see him having a good game against the Rams defense. Like it's, I, I'm excited about Zach Wilson, but I can't pick the Jets in good conscience. I mean, yeah, it would make, I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots win this one, but I'm smelling an upset in this game. Hmm. I hope you're right. Yeah. If you're right, I will come in with my face painted green and with a Zach Wilson jersey on with green pants and a smile on my face. I'm waiting. Unless for the that. Falcons win. I'm then I'll be wearing their colors. I'm be waiting for that. All right. Next game we have is the Carolina Panthers against the New York Giants. This should be an easy pick. I think everyone knows where we're going with. I'm going and with the New York Giants. And we're picking the Giants. Giants. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we're joking, everybody. Please don't. Please, please don't be afraid. You were joking. Were you not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Panthers, yeah, they went 3-0. Now they're 3-3. Three but they're facing the Giants. This should be an easy win. And, I mean, they, they picked up Stefan Gilmore, which maybe that might help. Maybe that might not. Who knows? It'll help. It's Daniel Jones. Yeah. Um... I don't think Saquon is 
going to be back for this game? I think he is supposed to be back, but he hasn't really been back since his rookie yeah. year. So. And then uh, Sterling Shepard. Uh, yeah. Who cares? Um, this Giants team is bad. This, Fact. This, very much. Uh, this Panthers team... I, I see this game like 21-7, 28-7, maybe 28-14 at uh, most. Yeah, more like, I think it's going to be more like 17-14 or 21-17. It'll be close because I don't think either of these defenses are very good. But Sam Darnold has been really interception prone lately, so it'll likely just be a total train wreck. So yeah. skip this game. All right. Watch Falcons-Dolphins instead. Yeah, why not? Or even the Jets-Patriots if you want. Or you could go to one of these milk toast games like the Chiefs and the Titans if you want to. Yeah, but yeah. it's your choice. Yeah. All right, moving on. We've got a very, very crucial game in the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals against the Baltimore Ravens. Woohoo! Now, Cincinnati, this offensive trio of Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase has been incredible. And their defense, to my surprise, has been pretty good. Right? We love Logan Wilson. Oh, in this yeah. Room. Logan Wilson's amazing. And then you look at the Ravens. Before the season started, you saw all the injuries they had to all their crucial players. They lost their first three running backs. They lost um, Marcus Peters. Um, everybody thought they were going to be bad. And now they're 5-1. and one. There is no better team in the NFL than the Ravens at closing out games. I said this about the game last week, and that this was the reason I picked the Ravens over the Chargers. They have grit. They have determination. They won't stop. Lamar Jackson, this is his best season as a passer. Okay, also... I mean, he was the MVP one year, too. But. Yeah, I mean, there is that. But I think this season, this is his best season as his passer. Um, his running ability, the running game is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. But the surprising thing is they have a passing offense now. The defense, it's looked, it, it seems bad on paper, but it's... Does it? I think it seems pretty good on paper. But actually, when you play them in-game, it's it's different. It's stingy. It, it is stingy. And I don't know. I had a really, really hard time picking this one because both teams are amazing. But I am going to be going... With the Baltimore Ravens on this one. I thought you were going to say the Bengals with that B at the beginning, and I was about to lose my crap. <laughs> in, a, in like a, a, not in a good or a bad way, just a completely surprised way after you like completely put the Ravens on like a godlike pedestal. I'm also picking the Ravens. I, I am really high on the Bengals, but the Ravens, if it's, if it's a close game, then it's going to be the Ravens winning. That, yeah. I mean, there's no they're they're like the new Chiefs in the way that they close out games. And yeah. I mean, these teams seem pretty even. The only thing where you could see one team is superior over the other is probably the kickers. Because you know one team has the greatest kicker of all time. Justin Tucker! And then the other one doesn't. They have a rookie. They have a rookie who uh who blew the game against Green Bay twice. But it's okay because Green Bay's kicker blew the game three times. Yes. So, never forget that game yes. because it's one of the worst games in NFL history. Yeah. What? Well, that was that was in the past. That was in the past. Let's move on. Yeah, it was. Right. Next game, we have the Philadelphia Eagles and the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm. Now this team was three and zero. 
in the beginning of the season, and then they lost two games, and then, you know, there's a bunch of controversy in, you know, their general management and all that stuff. And then last week, they came back and proved that they were all behind that. They proved nothing. They played the Broncos. You don't have to do it like that. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling it like it is, man. (laughs) You're not wrong, but I mean... Yeah, and then this Eagles team... I don't know what to say about it. I'm kind of disappointed. I gave them too much hype after the Falcons game. Well, I mean, we say the same thing every week. Sucky defense, mediocre offense. Yeah. And with, with uh, with the Raiders, you have a great offense if they're playing at their peak and a good defense yeah this should be pretty easy yeah do the math yeah simple i I think we can move on now we both picked the raiders by the way all right next game we have the detroit lions against la rams again a very very easy one i'm going detroit (laughs) 50-0 you talked to me after the last (laughs) podcast and said you were gonna pick the lions in an upset so i'm glad we didn't do that because i would have uh drag the show on to an hour for yelling at sid um i mean don't don't <laughs> what i'm gonna say right <laughs> early on in the season my picks have been over 10 correct and now it's becoming less than 10 and i'm like what do i have to do enough i just gonna have to pick random upsets uh, but i'm not gonna do that i'm picking the rams on this one yeah I this mean- is this is one of those games where i'm not I'm going to pick the, the the correct team you know the team that seems to have the advantage, mm-hmm. which is the Los Angeles Rams. Detroit is 0-6. I think they deserve to be 0-6. They stink. They kind of do stink. The Rams, offensively, amazing at their peak. Defensively, also pretty amazing at their peak. Very easy win. Yeah, I kind of wish other teams would stop triple-teaming Aaron Donald because I'm tired of not seeing him go berserk on quarterbacks every week. But Respect. That, that's the respect he's earned from the offensive line. Well, whatever. I mean, you single-team him, he's getting passed. Oh, you single-team him, and he's ending up with, like, roughly 373 sacks by the end of the game. You double-team him, he's still probably going to get passed. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's a little absurd at this point. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's making the Hall of Fame, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. What's he got, like, eight Defensive Player of the Year awards? It's probably, he's honestly a favorite every year. Yeah. The one year he's not going to be a favorite is when he retires, probably. (laughs) Well, and um, we were, I was talking with a football friend of mine, John Paul, about um, about who was going to win the defensive player of the year. We were kind of talking about how we didn't really want Trayvon Diggs in that conversation. We were talking about TJ, Miles Garrett, and Aaron Donald just came up with this like, yeah, they're probably going to give it to Aaron Donald. That's like probably what's going to happen. So, yeah, yeah that's all I have to say about it. Next game, a very similar game. And that there's the Cardinals against the Texans. Texans by 50. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Wait, are you being serious? No, I'm joking. Oh, come on. Okay. okay. Davis Mills. He's going to throw for like 700 yards, have 12 touchdowns, and the Cardinals are going to get their first loss of the season. Yeah. You remember when you thought Davis Mills wasn't the worst quarterback in the league? Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> No, obviously, I hope we've both picked the Cardinals. Oh, I yeah. know I have. Cardinals are going 7-0. That's crazy. Yeah, the um, the Texans are like the Lions in that there's not one offense or no, one position group that I like on the Texans. 
The only reason they have one win was because of Tyrod Taylor. Which is amazing. Yes. I mean, usually when you think of, like, why did they win, you would not think of Tyrod Taylor as the first thing. Well, that begs the question, what would you think of on that team when someone said win? Another good question. What else do they have <laughs> besides Tyrod Taylor? I mean, he could have won the game against the Browns. That was that game was tied 14-14 yeah. at halftime. Yeah, that that I mean that just the Texans got into the offseason or got into the season rather with all of this bad energy around them and then they looked like such a feisty team in the first week and a half. This is going to be a stingy team to play against and then Tyrod Taylor oh, gets just, injured. That's at just halftime. such bad luck. This man has had bad luck his entire career. Well, him and the Texans. Oh, yeah. Because they go in and they get this little glimmer of hope, and then the football gods are like, no, sorry. <laughs> you don't You don't get good things. But, I mean, this gives me hope that maybe Sean Watson might go out to the Texans, and, you know, there's a possibility that the Broncos could pick him up. Nope. But I'm not saying anything. Nope. I'm not saying anything. He's already been sh- – he's, he's going to the Dolphins if he's going anywhere. Uh, well, we might get Aaron Rodgers out in the offseason, but who knows? Yeah, okay. All right. Next game, we have the Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Third straight game where, you know, the the home team seems to be pretty, have a pretty big advantage over the away team. No. Not really. No. Why not? The Bears could win this easily. I wouldn't be surprised a bit. Okay, I understand they won the last time, but, like, this isn't like that. I'm getting more and more excited about the Bears as the season goes on. Why? <laughs> I, I I like Justin Fields. You know I like Justin Fields. I'm yeah. not a Justin Fields fan, but I don't know why you're getting excited about them. Well, I mean, their defense has been playing excellent over the first six weeks of the season. Their offense has uh, been surprisingly stingy. Yeah. They Dude, they beat the Raiders. The Broncos couldn't do that. Yeah, there's that. But that was back when the Raiders still had problems. No, well, the, Raiders the, Raiders do, the Raiders do have problems. They still do have problems. And the Bears, I mean, they should have at least had a chance in that Packers game. They've been beating good teams. I mean, they've been losing against good teams too. But, I mean, now that Fields has had time in this offense, this is an exciting Bears team to watch. I think they could stay in contention with this Bucks team. I wouldn't be surprised if they, a bit if they won like 24-21. This is going to be a great game. Yeah, but there's also the Bucks. You know. Oh, I'm picking the Bucks, by the way. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Tom Brady, I understand last year they lost. Or I think they lost. Last okay. year? Yes. In what? This this same matchup. I believe they the Tampa Bay lost last year. And there's the famous Tom Brady holding up a fork because he thought it was fourth down. I believe that's what it was. I remember it now. Yeah. Hold on. But, you know, this is going to be the opposite. Tom Brady is comfortable in this offense. They they had all the weapons from the Super Bowl run last year. For me, this should be a pretty easy win for the Bucs. You were right. The Bears did win that game last year. That's a good memory. 20-0. Right. to zero. Ronald Jones went over 100 yards. I'm Nick pre- Foles was on the Bears. I'm pretty sure most of us have seen the gif of Tom Brady holding up a four. If you don't, you need to look it up. It's yeah, kind of funny. Yeah, it's funny. funny. Yeah. Wow, I don't remember that game at all. Yeah. Well, there's that. Huh. All right, getting to our final two games this evening, of the uh, week. We have Indianapolis Colts and the San Francisco 49ers for Sunday night. Yay. Mm. I don't want to watch this for Sunday night. 
I don't think anybody wants to watch this at all. Please put Bengals Ravens in there. Yeah, flex that game in there. Or flex Bears Bucks in there. I think like the past three weeks they've had Sunday night or a primetime game that's been kind of useless. Uh, like, Seahawks Steelers wasn't their fault. Yeah. It's not their fault that the worst backup quarterback in the league was on Sunday night. Give him a break. Yeah, but th- this needs to be flexed out. It really does. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Is Trey Lance starting this game? No. I think I they're hopeful that they have Garoppolo, and I think even if Garoppolo's out, then uh, Trey Lance also has an injury. Yeah. So. I'm going who's cold. Their, who's, I'm curious now. Who's the third quarterback on the roster? Uh, hmm. San Francisco 49ers quarterbacks. I think it's not C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins. I think they both left. Do they yeah. have another quarterback? I don't remember them doing so, but... I don't think they have another quarterback. What are they I, doing? I think Trey Lance is going to be starting this game. Are you sure? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Well, either way, I wow, they don't have another quarterback. That is terrible roster building, actually. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> okay. We're done looking <laughs> at Wikipedia to figure this out. Um, no matter whether Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo stars, I actually am picking the 49ers for this game. I just think they're a way better coach team than Indianapolis is right now. I don't think Indianapolis has a lot going for them on either side of the ball, except for Carson Wentz. So, but their offense did look pretty good in the past two weeks. <sighs> their their team seemed to be pretty good, but they totally blew that game against Baltimore. They did. It's like I don't trust them to close out a game. And I don't trust them to get back into this at AFC South, even with how poor it is. Yeah, but San Francisco, they're in probably, could be considered the most toughest division in football, the NFC West. Well, there's the AFC. Yeah, one of the toughest divisions, if not the toughest, where you got the Rams and the Cardinals both making the playoffs. There's the Seahawks who have been hit with. They have Geno Smith. They're irrelevant making the super bowl <laughs> irrelevant <laughs> and then there's the 49ers um after the super bowl run they, they've been hit you know with the injury bug mm-hmm. and they've slowly slowly started to decline but not at the pace that i expect them to because of kyle shanahan he's been able to keep them at two and three kyle shanahan's a little ridiculous as a coach yeah with how good he is like with respect to them, I would expect them to go like one and four, possibly even like oh and five, but they're two and three. Yeah, one game under five hundred. And they did this last year too. I think was it last year? I, I'm pretty sure it was. I think so. Yeah, I think it was also. Where they they stayed in a really tough NFC West after almost all of their players got injured in week two. It oh, yeah. was last. Yeah, year. that was last year. Yeah, last I mean, year that was a, that was a ridiculous, ridiculous 49ers team. Yeah, but, they weren't even that good, but to stay in contention in the NFC West with their injuries. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Bravo to Kyle Shanahan. Bravo, indeed. Yeah, but I'm still going with the Colts. I think they, wow, they, really? they started to keep up steam, and they're going to start becoming more competitive in the AFC South. Nah. Yeah. Ah. And then there's also Monday night, our final game of this week. Saints win 38-6. All right. Well, if you guys didn't know, it was the Saints and the Seahawks, our favorite ice hot team. Icy hot. Um... Not sponsored by Icy Hot. Not sponsored by Icy Hot. Not yet. Come at us. But, you know, as we've said in the previous podcasts, this team is... It, it's a coin flip. Which team is this team? 
the the Saints. Apologies. Good. Yes. Good, good, good. The Saints are a coin flip, right? For week one, amazing. Week two, bad. Week three, amazing. Week four, bad. Week five, amazing. Week six, bye week. Yeah, that's going to make it tough. Week seven, what do you pick? Good or bad? Well, you pick the team that doesn't have the worst backup quarterback in the NFL. Are you saying Geno Smith is better than Mike Glennon? Or worse than Mike Glennon? Yes. Oh, decisively, yes. All right, I agree with you on that. I would take Mike Glennon each and every time over Geno Smith. Mike Glennon's kind of good, not going to lie. Oh, <laughs> calm down, sir. I'm, jo- I'm joking, but I, I do agree with you that the, he's better. If I had Geno Smith and Mike Glennon as my starting quarterbacks, I would um, assemble a bag of spoons and put them behind center instead to play a quarterback on my team. I'd probably just run Wildcat, Wildcat the entire game. <laughs> this, I mean, what a what a horrible game to have on Monday night. Again, not the schedule maker's fault. They didn't know that one of the most horrible quarterbacks of the generation would be starting. But uh, Saints are going to win. Yeah. Even, I think even if they have a bad game, you got to pick the Saints. I mean, I usually, because it's been the odd weeks they win, even weeks they've lost, but they're coming up a bye. They have more preparation because they play on Monday night now. So, yeah, I do agree with you. The Saints have this one. Seahawks' offense is gone now because of Russell Wilson. He was carrying their offense. He was the offense. He was the offense. And then there's the defense. Yeah, they're... Legion of Boom? <laughs> could be considered one of the greatest defense of all time. Now this team, the the Seahawks defense is like, I don't know, 30th? Sid waving his hand in the air as he says this. I'm, I'm not sure why. I'm just comparing the ranking of the Seahawks defense oh, in the past. Oh, okay, years, I right? see, I see. Right? This, this Seahawks defense of the present, absolutely terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. They need to pick it up. Maybe maybe go and sign like a 40-year-old Cam Chancellor off of retirement. I Get mean, Earl Thomas in there. I'll, Michael Bennett, get everyone back. Bring them back because they got to be better than the starters you have now. The funniest thing I saw in the Seahawks game was when they were doing the player introductions <laughs> and there's Jamal Adams. He said, I'm the best in the game. <laughs> now, Jamal Adams is not a bad safety. Yeah, he is. But he he's is. overrated. He's so bad. <laughs> he's an overrated safety. Hey, Here's a little secret. You want to uh, get your quarterback 400 yards? Throw it to Jamal Adams every <laughs> single flipping time. Oh, yeah. He can't cover. Jamal Adams in coverage is like Geno Smith doing anything. He's been given the name Blitz Boy because that's kind of the thing he is. He He's a pass rusher in the body of a safety. That's Maybe make is. him a linebacker. Maybe. Keep that doesn't with... change that he's horrible in coverage. He's still bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it for this week. If oh you my gosh, we didn't complain about Kirk Cousins today. Well, they do have a bye week, so... Well, well, there's always the next podcast. Yeah, but you kind of did complain about him earlier. Right? Okay, but that was a shot. That's yeah, not like... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. If you liked it, please consider following us, writing a comment. Hit the bell so you know when our podcasts come out. We There's have... only like five fan bases that we don't regularly attack on this podcast. Yeah. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe that's going to hurt our listeners here. Maybe. Actually. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, remember, we'll have that conversation off air. Yeah. Remember, we have it on Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. I'm Sid Kalyani here with Josh Shippen, and we'll see you next week with the Week 7 Review. Adios. See ya.